Three, two, one, and we are live. Hello. Super fucking live. What's up? January 22nd, 2023. New year, new me. We already did a new year episode. Damn. Okay. Yeah, we only had five podcasts in 2022. And we're two in 2023 in just the first month on a roll. Like, okay, yeah, sounds like we're going to be uh, in for a productive year, which I am game for. I feel like 2023 will bring many topics of discussion, both personal and global. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm fucking game. I'm ready to talk about more. I'm ready to talk about more than just needing to stop smoking and I'm ready to see this world burn. No, not really. Yeah. That just went dark real quick. By the way, uh, Oh God, I don't even know how to segue into this. I listened to that video you sent me. I I guess I watched it rather the full 45 minutes of it. Oh really? You got through 45 minutes of cliff high. Yeah, it was, that's impressive. Uh, you know, it Most was, people can't do that on their first go. It was depressing. Um, you know, <laughs> in another life, maybe he could have been like a decent engineer or something, but it's just pure wasted potential, in my opinion. No, dude, he had has some of the most actualized potential in the world because his videos motivated me to come to Ecuador and start the New Earth. I, New, Earth New Earth never would have happened without Cliff High. I would love to know how much of that video you buy into. Um you know, and how much you don't buy into. I think it would make the most sense to go line by line because his conversation style is kind of scattered, you know, so I can't say I endorse everything, but I can't think of much that sounded just wrong. Oof. Um, right off the bat, it was extremely anti-Semitic. What did he um, say? He said the Jews run the world and they're all evil. No, he definitely didn't say that. He said that the Jews are different from the people. Yeah, he said that the head of the West and Klaus Schwab are Jews and they're and they're evil and they're holding our secrets. Yeah, so that's not because they're Jews, they're evil. Either way, it's, it's not great. It's right off the bat, not great. Um, God, where to go from there? It just he really lost me, but it was even before that. Yeah, and I mean, I didn't find anything to be very factual. I think it doesn't take a genius to predict, you know, an economic downturn incoming. That's just the way economics works. You have upswings and downswings. Um, but yeah, otherwise, I thought it was the ravings of a lunatic for 45 straight minutes. <laughs> I thought that for the first, like, two videos of his, but I powered through that. And then I came to see the genius reading by between the lines. Uh, which part's that? Was it the Kazarians or all the other loosely correlated secret societies that are secretly running the globe to keep secrets from humans so that they can enslave them? Yeah, that and the inner machinations of universe. Uh, dragging Fauci onto the streets because the doctors lied to us. That was a good one. He was speculating that maybe some people could do that. On the upside, he did give a timeline. So when he's blatantly wrong in two months, you could be like, oh, okay. Oh, he's always blatantly wrong. 
You have to understand Cliff High through a post-truth perspective. What is the post-truth perspective? Dude, we're living it. First, there- I need to take a hit of this tobacco so that I can think properly because I haven't had any tobacco today. Medicinal tobacco, do it up. Damn, I wish I had something to take a hit of. With this flamethrower lighter. Oh, wow. Lighter. Very cool. That's a very cool pipe. Uh, it seems like very hot for tobacco. Oh. How was it? Wow, dude. Cognition. Cognition. Mm. I can think. Yeah. I've also got this coffee here. So my approach now is just, I think the reason I couldn't forsake the demons before is I was dealing with them one at a time. Okay. So now I'm just going to smoke this tobacco. I've got one night's worth of cannabis remaining here mm. and coffee all at once, all unconscious consciousness porn. Oh, okay. So this is going to be the, the train wreck episode. This is the train wreck episode. I just stuttered while even saying what it was. That's how you know what it is. Yeah, your speech just got way quicker. Yeah, dude, because I can think. We saw the tobacco. It's in. The, the gears are moving. The machinations uh, of universe are in play, are in motion. Yeah, I thought Cliff High's take on shamanism was also pretty, pretty accurate. Um. Just so we were on the same page, his take was that, that somebody that's been rejected from every other profession sort of is forced upon it and then seeks to disseminate truth to everybody they meet. Not rejected from everything, but so fucked up that they can't help but seek out the answers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's, I don't think that's anything too. Um, controversial it's not a very controversial statement you know it's that. easy to be it's easy to be a hater leo it's easy to be a pessimist well dare, I know. To, dare to believe in something uh as of, like at first i was i was like all right he's got some good you know ability to um explain his you know ideas like i was on board for the first like 15 minutes and then it just slowly started going off the rails and by 45 minutes in, I just had like a, like a pit in my stomach, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's pretty, he's pretty wacky. He misses for sure. I'm not endorsing everything he says by any means, but I think Um, he has, I mean, what he's talking about with like the Kazarian mafia, he references a lot historically that seems to check out with that. Yeah, I don't, you know, I can't refute it or in either way. I, don't, I just don't know enough about the topic, but, um, you know, I doubt that's the case. I doubt that it's the same exact uh, group that is now the World Economic Forum and they're planning. What is the plan of the World Economic Forum? The Great should, Reset. It's all yeah, out in the open. Okay, so what is the Great Reset? Moving the world into a digital system, digital money world government, social credit score, making it so that you have to comply with the rules in order to buy and sell and having probably like climate lockdowns at some point, lockdowns for something, maybe 
new virus scare. I don't know what it'll be, but turning the world into a, a prison. And what is, why? What do they have to gain out of this? Hoard all of the resources and knowledge for themselves while keeping the masses enslaved. So a small percentage of Jewish people are seeking to hoard all the world's uh, resources. Stop with this Jewish stuff. Don't put that on me. No, because that's a part of it. You see why this is like deeply rooted in like classic anti-Semitism. Uh, I mean, I, I feel like I don't really remember him talking about Jews. I remember him saying one thing, saying that some of these guys in the World Economic Forum are Jews, but it's different from the from 99% of Jews and historical Jews. So it seemed like not anti-Semitism. Whatever. Let's just drop it um, on that topic. I don't love it either way, but yeah, it's, I feel like it's the same thing as when people say like George Soros is evil. Okay. Yeah, um, he probably is. I mean, I think he's, oh, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, let's go real quick. Easy one to debunk the gas stove thing. He said that uh, the World Economic Forum wants to move everybody away from gas stoves so they could shut off the power and starve the population. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, like electric stoves and smart meters with some kind of centralized control over people's utilities. I think it's just cheaper to build electric stoves in new buildings. And I don't think it's to starve everyone. I think it's so that like you have to comply with everything. Or they will starve you out by removing your ability to cook at home. Yeah, or buy groceries or leave um, the house. God, this cat is just will not get off of me today. Lyra goes hard. He just he like attacked me earlier for no reason. Hmm. Um, yeah, no, I think like because this was a thing in the media as well recently. Not quite sure why. Like they're like, oh, the liberals are coming for your gas stoves. Not the case. Uh, I think New York has an ordinance where new buildings are not going to have gas lines. It's way cheaper and you don't have to rely on a certain supply chain, mainly because we're at war and the main exporter of gas happens to be Russia. Yeah. All right. I mean, I'm, I don't really want to argue with you about that. I think it's like Alex Jones, you know, there are going to be a lot of misses, but they're going to get a lot right too. I felt it was uh, very bold for a guy that's going to miss a lot. You know what I mean? He seemed very sure of himself. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Maybe he's a crackpot lunatic. Uh, yeah, to the point where I thought it was maybe borderline dangerous. Dangerous for who? Uh, for people listening to it. Huh. You know, maybe like a gateway towards uh, some sort of alt-right. But anyway, I don't know what other part of that would you want to dissect, if any of it. I could also not talk about that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't feel a lot of energy to talk about it, but mm. his style is sort of just all over the place, right? Like there's not a structure to it. He's just kind of rambling. Yeah, I mean, that's true. He's kind of rambling with a Venn diagram, but it's not, nothing's really factual or, you know, the train of thought's not really there. I don't know, man. Maybe you're just too mind controlled. You know, that could be. Uh, Maybe I'm being harsh on the matter, 
uh, maybe I'm approaching it from an like intrinsically negative viewpoint. Um, but also maybe I'm not. I feel like when things sound too alarmist or conspiratorial, we've all been programmed to write it off. Oh, God damn it. I just got a message from the girl who's running the uh, Ayurvedic cleanse that I've been supposed to be doing that I fucked up tonight. What do you mean? They know that you messed up your cleanse? No, she doesn't know, and I have to tell her. That's uh, why her message spurred that reaction. I see. Yeah, she's been preparing like uh, infusions and different oils and stuff for us, fruit for today when we were fasting. And tonight I was just fucking it all up. How do you think I've just fucked up my whole life? That's not for me to say. Who knows what the right life is? Dude, this is consciousness porn. You're supposed to have a hot take. Uh, yeah, man, my hot takes are getting. I don't know. I don't want to be too competitive about these things. No, I I want you to go in. But I like I definitely think that you know the Cliff High stuff is that his name is just way off the mark way off the mark well that's not really my life i will say that watching a lot of his stuff in early 2021 motivated me to move sooner than i might have moved otherwise like um i think like the dust has settled on covid at this point there's no more conspiracies to be had on covid i think it was a disease that spread rapidly it's about twice as deadly as the regular flu and there is probably a lot of, let's call it wartime profiteering by the pharmaceutical companies. You don't think it was part of a plan? It was. It definitely wasn't part of any plan because that plan would have come into effect and it hasn't. What? And it, there definitely wasn't any form of population control because there hasn't been. Like, it's all played out. All these, like, regulations are lifted. It was panic. It was fear. It was fear-mongering. And it just kind of caved in on itself. Have you seen like fertility rates have declined a ton? Fertility rates always decline, but you mean like well, like a point of discontinuity, like way more than whatever decline existed before in the last couple of years since the vaccine. Um, has it even been a couple of years? I say, yeah, I guess two years, but I would love to see that stat, and I would right. love to see like a direct, you know, people are, the same amount of people are, are trying to get pregnant and failing versus um, not trying at all, which is, could just be, you know, general depression over the current times. But everybody I know personally is having children. I mean, there's also athletes having heart attacks during games. There was one player on the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I... I mean, it's multiple. Inclusive as to why. Maybe one in the NFL, but th this has happened multiple times. Like I saw a compilation video of athletes in many different games collapsing. And the plan here would be... I'm not... That's not necessarily saying or proof that there's a plan, but it suggests that the vaccines have fucked with people's hearts. I mean... The vaccines could have fucked with certain people's hearts without it being a plan. It could just be shitty science done yeah. in a quick way. Yeah, it could be. Could be. I'm not like 
it's all a plan, you know, and I don't believe in any one single they, but I do believe there's a lot more machinations and shadowy stuff behind the scenes that haven't come to light, which I think you're quick to like write off. Yeah. I feel like what is it um, with certain conspiratorially minded people? It seems to me that they find it more comforting that there's an evil entity in control rather than it's just people doing stuff and some of it works and some of it doesn't. And it's just sort of generally chaos and, you know, everyone's just doing the best they can. Yeah. I mean, that's a good question. I'm boosting the thinking ability once more with some tobacco, but that'll probably make me feel a little too shitty soon. So I'll have to bring in the cannabis and that'll make me a little too tired. So I have to go more coffee, but I'm keeping myself in a stasis in which talking's possible for this You're podcast. finding the apex right now of, of performance. Yes. I think it's comforting. I think there's a sense of comfort in the idea that there is like a dark force to put it vaguely fucking with humanity because humanity is so fucked up. And if there Mm. were, it would give validation as to why that is. That isn't just people are absolutely stupid. Like I think a fundamental difference between you and me is you are pretty fundamentally pessimistic about humans. Um, Yes. What I believe about humans is that we're so much more than we've been the potential is so much greater than has been known by almost everyone. And because of these dark forces, we have yet to realize that potential. I feel like there is a like tendency um, towards religion that's like ingrained biologically. And, um, you know, modern times or what have you has created a vacuum of that for a lot of people yeah and they decide to fill it with in this case very specifically for the video that i just watched um some sort of overarching grand conspiracy with these societies that are pulling the strings in the background mm-hmm. um and yeah again i don't really know why that is more comforting than than the that there just isn't and it's just chaos and things happen. Uh, but that seems to be the case for a lot of people. Man, if there is no conspiracy and I'm not even saying like, I don't believe in a single group pulling all the strings, but I believe in multiple corrupt groups pulling a lot of strings that we haven't known about that are conspiratorial. That's what conspiracy is, you know, multiple people making a plan together. Sure. sure. So I think that's very much happened, but if it hasn't, I probably need to leave Vilcabamba. I think it's impossible to exist here socially without buying into that a little bit. That's so interesting to me. It's just a community of people that have a very, would you say it's a similar train of thought though? Is it all the same conspiracies or is it all different? Is it just alternative? There's there's always variation. Like everyone has their own um, flavor, but there's a lot that is just taken to be obvious here. 
like like that uh the covid narrative was constructed with sinister motives yeah that's really interesting because i do think that like recently with the internet conspiracy has sort of been streamlined into it's just its own tribe of a, it's a group of people with a very similar set of core beliefs where it should have been like you're skeptical of um, like a media narrative because there's typically um, someone spinning it for whatever reason. And I think that's true. I'm not denying that, you know, the media is usually like the first take on something and there's usually something else going on that's not exactly that. But it seems to be like they've all kind of folded into one belief system um, and you're just kind of with the tribe or not with the tribe. Uh, saying conspiracy theorists are the tribe here? Yeah, it just seems to have become, you know, like um, Christianity or flatter. It's like a, it's become a doctrine of beliefs. Like you must support these things. And if you don't, I don't know. Hmm. Maybe like a pressure to belong in that subgroup. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can't say it's impossible, maybe. Um, because I think that like a lot of people that have their own theories that they want to popularize risk ostracizing others um, that would typically like buy into their rhetoric if they throw down other conspiracies. So they try to fold them into it. Mm. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like if I want to talk about chemtrails poisoning the frogs, but I want to bring in the George Soros crowd, then I'll say, and George Soros is funding the chemtrails. And I'll go, oh my God, yes, that's true. Hmm. You, you think chemtrails are just nonsense? Oh, yeah. Huh. I think... The frog thing is real. The frog thing is real. <laughs> but there is no, I mean, there's no denying that we live in a polluted environment. And that pollution has adverse effects on every living being on earth. But that's not a conspiracy. That's just a symptom of industrialization. Mm. Dude, I think you're like, did you ever watch the final Matrix movie? The Matrix the one? Yeah, the new one. I did, yeah. I mean, I don't remember that much of it, but um, catch me up. Well, I just watched like half of it, but I brought okay. that up to say that I think you are like the analyst in that movie. I think I'm onto something. I think I realize that there's a matrix and I've stepped outside of it and I'm seeing some, some semblance of conspiracy. And you're like the analyst who comes in and just rationalizes everything and makes me think, yeah, maybe not. Maybe everything's fine. I don't remember that movie enough to know what the analyst is up to. So I'll he's, agree with you. He's like the... Uh, He's like a therapist to Neo. Neo's in the Matrix, oh, okay. seeing the analyst who is his therapist, and like everything he sees that doesn't make sense, everything he says that that makes him think like maybe the Matrix is real and maybe this reality is false. The analyst gives like a great explanation for why that's not the case. I've seen a lot um, on the internet recently of like, like you're familiar with Andrew Tate, yeah golden boy of the internet currently super into the matrix well no he got didn't he isn't he getting arrested 
I believe, I don't know if he's in prison or what's going on. Um, irrelevant. Is it irrelevant if he's, if he's, I mean, and I haven't, I didn't watch a ton of Andrew Tate, but if he talks about the matrix, which I did see him say once, doesn't it make sense? He talks about the matrix a lot. Um, I don't think that he's a particular threat to, you know, some sort of intellectual organization. His rhetoric is extremely simple. It is like, uh, trick people to get enough followers on the internet so you can make money. It's, you know, very, uh, what's the spiral? What's the stupid spiral where you're chasing nonsense? Red? Ooh. I don't think that's a part of spiral dynamics. He is a very materialistic person. Um, oh, yeah, so he's, like he's it, orange, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't seem like, you know, he really has any other goals other than accumulating more things and uh, getting them from his followers. Yeah, I was never a huge Andrew Tate guy. But, dude, I, I feel like you're just way too quick to assume that there isn't collaboration by these different powerful groups to, ha- to carry out an agenda that is anti-human. And maybe they don't even know they're doing it. I mean, even if we accept your idea that like it's all organic happenings, like maybe there are dark entities, aliens, things in a higher dimension that we can't perceive that are steering all these people this way. Why would, I mean, that's impossible to prove, but why would somebody want to carry out an anti-human agenda? I mean, I think there's a lot going on beyond Earth. I think Alien's probably running the whole show. That's impossible to, to prove or disprove. Mm. That's impossible to even like discuss with any sort of rationality. Maybe now. I don't know. What if they make themselves known? That's what that guy's saying, right? Next couple months? He said that would happen in the next couple months? I think he said something to that sense. He said everything's going to burn and we're going to kill everybody in the streets. And then the aliens, there's something about aliens. It was, it was getting hard to follow by the end. <laughs> it just started being every buzzword in the conspiracy uh, zeitgeist just started being thrown out there. <sighs> um, so I don't know if there are shadowy aliens what do shadowy aliens have to gain by you know sort of throwing a wrench into the human agenda i think it's all about resources to put it in terms that you could agree with yeah i think aliens want our resources yeah i think there's a lot of resources on earth and different alien races probably have interests and there are good ones that want to help us and bad ones that don't but these alien races they're universe faring entities right yeah, I guess so. I don't know them. But right, but assuming that they can come to Earth and, you know, play machinations on Earth, they could potentially do this on other planets, correct? Yeah. An infinite universe with a lot of planets uh, probably is not short on resources. For well, who, who says that the aliens can go anywhere in the infinite universe? So Earth is just their nearest, but there's it's uh, yeah you see that's like a stretch right it's an infinite universe but they happen to be focused on earth 
I don't know. I mean, we don't know of anything that has more resources than Earth. It depends on the resources, but I'm sure that there's other planets with more of a certain thing, right? Like gold or coal or something, oil. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't think we've discovered any. And maybe but I think it's I almost like there's no doubt that there is another planet out there with more mercury than Earth, right? There's a planet called Mercury, not that that's <laughs> made out of, but certain elements exist in much, much greater quantities, like even on asteroids than they do on Earth. I don't know what they're after for sure, but I don't think we can know one way or the other if Earth has the most of X. Maybe it's I'm the not- spirit of Gaia. Maybe they want the spirit of Gaia. Maybe they want our souls. Could be. Maybe this is what the ancients called angels and demons, and they're battling for our souls. Yeah, could be. Um, but then how does that work? It's just, I, you know, I find it hard to believe that some sort of person in power would want to do something that would make it so that there are less humans on Earth, because that kind of crumbles the underlying system. Like if you're at the top of the pyramid, you don't just start taking out the bottom. The whole thing falls down. I think there's so much more going on than we can fathom right now. Like if you're harvesting, you know, from the, whatever you want to call them from the ants, you don't want there to be less ants that you're harvesting from. Maybe you just want the ants to be under total control. I guess, but, you know, if you're already at that point right now and you're just hoping to maintain this control, it it's kind of a hard sell. I don't know. I mean, and the population thing is, is like an easy one to debunk because we're already headed towards population collapse inevitably like in 50 years or so the earth's population is going to be half of what it is now um so any type of machination to design that to happen quicker seems pointless i just feel like there's a lot more at stake than we than we can fathom right now and a lot more going on and things going on before beyond the three dimensions, yeah, which is why I think I need to just go to the jungle forever. I would love for you to elaborate on all of these statements. Well, the statements are super vague because I can't, I don't know what's out there. That's why I have to go to the jungle to know what's even going on. What are you, what are you going to find in the jungle? I think I'll, get a greater and greater awareness of higher dimensions of spirits of aliens perhaps and have a better idea of the real battle being fought or i'll just go crazy and it'll be up to you to tell my story what story is that a guy ruining his life against all of your warnings moving to ecuador <laughs> Going deep down the conspiracy rabbit holes and losing his mind. You've been front row and center watching it happen. I feel like I'm maybe on the handbrake, you know, trying to impede. Uh huh. Uh, 
Maybe that's why I'm so quick to dismiss all of the conspiracy. Um, because even if 5% of it turns out to be true, it's not really worth buying into the other 90%. I think it's the opposite. I think 95% is true. And then every given conspiracy theorist has some misses in the 5%. But what is commonly intuited by all these people is that the reality being sold to the mainstream human is a false world of screens and artifice and fake news. That's the other thing is like back to the video, this guy is just so sure that 75% of people, which is a statistic that he just totally pulled out um, are what he calls normies and totally blinded. Who are these normies? Who are these people? You're a king of the normies. No, not at all. No, you're not like, king of the normies. You're, you're the normie who came so close to not being a normie anymore, but you're still stuck. It's such like a reductive view of most people to just, you know, explain it away to be like, yeah, these are just sheep and they don't think about these things. They just watch The Price is Right and eat mac and cheese. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just like a... Smoke cannabis? He is the guy that he warns other people about. Like he's, um, when he's talking about like these people being like sellers of lies or whatever, uh, and like seeking to deceive you for their gain, <coughs> he's like selling vitamin supplements. He's selling a sleep formula. Yeah. Which works. I tried it. Alex Jones is, uh, what is that thing called? Alpha. It also works. It has, I think. Really? Um, Alpha power? Yeah, I forget what it's called, but it does. It's got Tangat Ali and it's got. Um, God, what's that root? Maca root powder, which are both like male virility natural supplements. So it does work. Uh-huh. That doesn't mean he's not selling it for his own profit. Yeah, both could be true, just like Gundry. Although Gundry, I'm more skeptical of. Yeah, Gundry is difficult because for a person that says he's a scientist, he has zero documented, um, you know, results of his work. It wouldn't be that difficult to write some of this stuff down and get it peer reviewed, but he chooses not to. And that is uh, quite a sketchy way to go about saving humanity. Yeah, everyone's a scammer. Everyone's a grifter. Yeah, pretty much. That seems to be, that is the overarching um, conspiracy. I mean, I think people can be right about things and be selling you something. So I guess I wouldn't say scammer and grifter. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Um, the other thing, I, go back to the video, other thing I, was in, I thought was interesting he keeps trying to pull this back for some reason when he talks about these Kazarians or whatever and how they're selling you lies. And then he goes, such as a man can't be a woman, but he's telling you he's a woman and you have to call him a woman. Uh-huh. This seems totally irrelevant to the conversation. And I'm not sure why he's bringing it in. I think it's all connected, man. Like I don't. I think a lot of what's happening culturally with wokeism and with 
making people sort of supplant their thinking with just raw emotionalism. I think that uh, is supportive of trying to manipulate people through their emotions, like through the mainstream media and the COVID narrative, which convinced what, like 80, 90% of people to live in a state of fear unnecessarily. I mean, I feel like that is fair grounds to say a lot of people are normies who like aren't thinking outside the box and are just believing what they see on TV. I think a lot of people are scared. I think that most people are scared of everything all the time. And the more they watch the media, the more scared they get. And I guess it's easy to hijack that. Um, you know, I think a lot of people have. I think that's how Trump got elected. I think that's how yeah. Biden also got elected. Yeah, that's um, how politics runs. Yeah, it's fear-based uh, manipulation is nothing new. Um, that's probably how Christianity got a hold of people. You know, you're going to hell. I don't think it's anything fun. new as a phenomenon, but I do think it's new that we're seeing it and questioning it. Um, but uh, to go back to the, the men and women thing, um, I think that that is sort of biologically a well-documented uh, phenomenon of both like a late hedonistic culture and um, a sort of mon monopolization might be the wrong word of like sexual dynamics. Did I ever send you the rat study? Mm, I don't think so. There's a study done in maybe the 30s or the 20s. Uh, it was called Rat Utopia. These rats um, were just put into like a very nice, um, it was maybe the size of probably my whole condo uh, with infinite resources and the rats could just go about living their lives with infinite resources. And what mm -hmm. ended up happening was there was like an extreme uh, stratification of like the elite rats banging all the female rats and then the sort of like beta rats kind of going some of them became like hermetic uh where they were totally self-isolating some of them became extremely violent um some of them the hermetic ones actually some of them ended up having these massive breakthroughs where they were like inventing shit that rats had never done before that's because they were isolated from society um but then also like a small percentage of them ended up becoming like gay rats because they couldn't bang any of the female rats they started uh -huh. banging each other uh -huh. um so you think homosexuality can emerge from this stratification? I think transsexuality can emerge from the stratification. Uh-huh. So, um, but first homosexuality, I guess. I, I think it's the same thing, right? Is it? Well, one is not inclusive of the other. How does that work? Yeah, like you can be gay and not be transsexual, but if you're transsexual, you're almost... I don't know, man. I've heard of, I heard, I've heard of like trans women who still like women yeah i don't know but anyway the rats ended up having like gender confusion and some spectrum once it became so stratified that they could no longer compete for the female rats yeah so we're both looking at the same thing i'm thinking it's an agenda and you're just thinking it's a symptom of like abundance basically spoiling people yeah, pretty much. It's like a biological mechanism that we can watch play out in controlled environments. I don't know if I buy that because this is just looking at one generation of rats. You know, humans have evolved over many generations. 
I don't know how many generations of rats it was because their lifespans are two or three years. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you're saying they could have just kept like it, it could have been many generations? Basically, they let the rat society run until it collapsed on itself, until it got totally overpopulated. They all killed themselves. The alpha rats got tired of defending their stuff and just kind of gave up. It was all, there's a lot of really weird behavior that they hadn't seen in any rat colonies before. And all it took was an infinite supply of resources. What are the odds that humanity collapses in the next century? Extremely high. Not humanity in terms of like a total extinction, but industrialization, extremely high. Yeah, I feel like it's the next five years, 10 maybe. Could be. Um, I think we're looking at a Asian collapse in the next five to 10 years. And then who knows what that does globally. But I don't think that that implies any type of, you know, grand plan. I think it requires people who could fix it, not fixing it. I think that the only hope of fixing a lot of these problems that are sort of impending is um, AI. It's just really good tech. Dude, I knew it. You're part of it. You're part of the CIA plan. Um, because industrialization inevitably leads to a massive decline in birth rates, we're going to need a lot less people to do a lot more work to remain equally productive. I think capitalism supports a sort of infinite growth model um, that collapses once you know the incoming rung stops being productive. You have a bunch of old people and not enough young people to support them. Um, but if one young person cannot do the job of 20 young people, 100 young people, then there's like a little silver lining there. Wait, so how does this relate to AI being the solution? Because AI will allow a small amount of people to be as productive as a very large amount currently. A lot less people will be able to code a lot more, write a lot more, do a lot more, you know. Will uh, there be as much to do? Yeah, there's always something to do. Hmm. The march sort of moves forward. There's always going to be more content, more hunger for content. Yeah, but will humans still be making it? I feel like the proportion could flip drastically of AI making stuff, making just everything, replacing every job versus human workers. But that's what we need if we're going to have a lot less humans alive. So you think there's going to be... Why do you think we'll have a lot less humans alive? Just because... There's just industrialization causes demographic collapse. This is happening all over the world right now. Uh huh. Like if you look at the Chinese, they're reproducing at maybe a 1.3. So do you think it's like the end times and people just need someone to blame? I don't think it's the end times. I think it's a great shift in what we know. I think that what most of humanity has been is what it's going to revert to when we've been living in a golden age, the last 50 or so years. We've sort of forgotten, you know, how societies are usually structured. Like we're now living in these cities and we don't know where our food comes from and we don't know where our power comes from. And it's all great. And we think it's going to go on forever, but I think it's pretty obvious that it won't. Yeah. Agreed there. Uh, but I, think, I mean, I would, I'm obviously not part of that. We, 
But like, I think that Europe and Asia collapse first and then we'll see what the U.S. does in tow. Yeah, it's hard to say how the dominoes will fall. But, but I feel like, yeah, I don't know how the winter in Europe is going right now, but it can't be great. And just in terms of powering all those cities with the Russian supply line suddenly cut off. I don't think it's going to get any better anytime soon unless they suddenly quit and all make up and be friends. Um, so there's probably oncoming food shortages. There's oncoming energy shortages. Could be what worse. The, could be cyber attacks. What the extent of that is going to be, who knows? But, um, you know, it'll just be slow growth, but probably nothing apocalyptic. Eh, it's like a, it's a whimper. I think it'll be pretty sudden, pretty quick. I think it's it's just a slow decline to irrelevance for humanity as a species. <laughs> yeah, that's that's our fundamental difference. They've already yeah. got you. You're already you're already human NPC status. Who got me? Who is they? Probably your girlfriend. She she had the vaccine, right? She probably gave you the nanobots. You think so? Probably. And they're just slowly rewriting my dna wouldn't you have also gotten these nanobots or is that not the case uh i could have i mean maybe they just spread through the air to everyone but i haven't been inside of a vaccinated person <laughs> yeah but at least energies yeah well that should be all it takes right it was the chinese vaccine that she got so i don't know really? if that's different maybe i'm on team china because of that yeah, maybe that vaccine. I don't think works at all, which is yeah. interesting. Uh, you know, because if it's an agenda, what is theirs? They're just straight up made a faulty one. Although they seem to all be faulty, honestly, with the way that it went. Every single person got sick anyway, so it was all for naught. I think everybody just at this point has given up. Yeah, I mean, it it definitely wasn't a great thing. And it seems more likely that it was a bad thing than a good thing. Uh, but the extent of that, yeah, I think obviously the last two years and the way that people reacted to the last two years was generally negative. Like we were um, given an opportunity to, you know, overcome and we showed like the worst face of humanity in that opportunity rather than the best face. Yeah, um, but I think sure. like that's that's all behind us now. At least I hope that that's the case. I think that maybe we've all learned a lesson, and we will be, um, you know, less quick to adopt certain policies, maybe certain authoritarian policies going forward. Now that we've seen the futility of all of it, we will see. I'm predicting more authoritarian policies, though. Um, yeah, I mean, hard to say. I think like what percentage of human history has been authoritarian government? 90%? At least. So it's hard to bet against the reversion to authoritarianism. It seems to be in a lot of ways, the most effective form of government. I think that's some area of Pisces nonsense now that we're in the era of Aquarius no more authoritarianism. And how will people govern? It's going to get pushed to the limit and then break. Mm. 
and then what will happen in the break? Communities. A lot of people will die off. A lot of people will go nuts. And uh, then there will be some people in communities. So some people living in community, And these communities will not interact with each other? No, they probably will. They definitely will. So they'll just raid and kill each other? No. It'll be peaceful, conscious people. Whoa. But without an overarching system of governance, without some sort of religion or something that unifies these groups? Yeah. Mm. What, uh, what basis are you going off of? What motivates this line of thinking? Intuition. Mm. What concrete basis motivates this line of thinking? <laughs> Intuition. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that sounds great to me. I mean, I see it happening. Like it is happening. It's happening right now? Yeah. People are splintering off to form intentional communities that are thriving? I would say the percentage that are thriving is low for now, but it's going up. People are figuring out how to do it. I'm not seeing Where are you seeing any of this? Where I live, dude. Tons of people I mean, do this around Bocabamba. Yeah, but isn't that just like a symptom of where you live? Well, yes and no. I mean, it's enabled by where we live, but where we're like the people in this area are very self-selected people looking to do that. Yeah. Um, but where do these people get like energy? They get their own energy. Often hydroelectric solar. Mm. Um, I mean, they still will like have cars and interact with the rest of the grid, but they're increasingly self-sustaining. Yeah. I don't think that's a possibility for most of humanity and most of, uh, the environments that humanity exists in to be self-sustaining. Yeah, I would say with the current population, probably not. And that's probably or, why we're seeing. Or even like to maintain um, the same level of lifestyle is almost impossible for most people without a complex supply chain. What is level of lifestyle? In terms of like access to power, access to food, access to whatever you want to call it, internet, education, any of it. You know, you can live in a homestead on a log cabin somewhere, sure, but in terms of the inner connectivity that we currently have, this is... I mean, if you've got like 100 people in a community, you can do all of that. You think so? Yeah. It I think it depends on where you live. Like, I don't think if you live in the UK, you could power yourself unless you're burning coal. Yeah, I agree. I think, I think we're going to have to, like the this future of humanity is going to have to be in more, this is super sloppy, lazy thinking, but hey, uh, more natural places, like places more akin to where our ancestors or apes would live. <laughs> so we're just going to all go back to the jungle. Not necessarily the jungle. I mean, I think it'll be a bunch of places, but yeah, places with conditions like the conditions here. I think that some people can do that, but what's going to happen to the people that cannot do that? I mean, it's already happening. They're, They're just going to die. 
I mean, I think I'm not giving up on anyone. I feel like a lot of them will make the shift, maybe even you. But uh, <laughs> I, yeah, a lot. I mean, a lot are already dying. I think what's happened in the past um, is that when a certain group of people, you know, grows to a point where they can no longer sustain their resources, uh, they go to the neighboring group, kill them all, and take their resources. Why are you assuming they're going to run out of resources? Um, there's always a constraint of resources. No, that's not the case. You can grow all your own food. Maybe one person can. Can a thousand people? Can it's a million space. people? space there's eventually going to be a constraint on something yeah and i think that's why we have this overpopulation problem we're seeing we're seeing that but i'm saying it's possible for a number of people in the future that would require those people to intentionally control their population at a sustainable level yeah, I think the beauty of starting from like 100 is you're not going to explode too problematically too fast. I mean, I don't think anything's happened too fast, but over the course of generations. Yeah, I mean, maybe we kind of go back many generations in terms of the way we live, and then it goes through the same cycle. I was going to, yeah, then it'd be just completely cyclical. The exact same thing would happen all over again. I think everything's cyclical. I just think there are many layers of cycles and probably a lot that go beyond any history we know. But that I don't see how that is some sort of utopia. Who's I'm not talking about utopia. Oh, I thought you thought that this was like a positive thing. Yeah, I think it's I think survival is a positive thing. People are going to do what they have to do to survive. And I do think consciousness is evolving in a way it hasn't before, so that's positive. But, uh, that, oh, sorry, I feel like any type of evolution in consciousness would be wiped out in one generation. Because you're a hater and a pessimist at heart. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, but you don't think that's the case? Like all of human knowledge is one generation away from being totally wiped out. I think it could be in one generation, but you just said it always will be, which is crazy. It always will be. That's what I thought you said. It could be, but it's not the most likely outcome. I think that if we revert to some sort of 90% of humanity dying and the other 10% living in intentional communities, it's almost certainly to be wiped out by who just by lack of interaction by lack of uh, interconnected planet no i mean we still have technology we'll still have something like facebook i don't but think it just we will be it'll be hard to power a server mm, i don't it'll think so hard to power a server farm don't think so Without, you know, people digging oil in one side of the planet, it's going to be impossible for the other side of the planet to uh, keep a server farm running 24-7. What if there are alien technologies way beyond anything you know that solve it all? That's a magic bullet and it'll solve everything, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that could happen, but, you know, it probably won't. Hasn't yet. 
We'll see. Right as I said, right as I figured out that you're part of the CIA plan, Gordon messaged me. Time of great change. Is there a part of you that wants humanity to collapse? What is the CIA plan basically to smear my character? Did what CIA plan? The CIA plan that you're a part of. The CIA plan that I'm a part of. Yeah, which you talked about also... interviewing the CIA and how they said you can't do any psychedelics. That is true. I did do that. I did go to an informational meeting with the CIA. It was fruitless. Um, I don't think that the government recruits our best and brightest. And this is another reason why I don't believe in overarching conspiracy theories, because I don't think, you know, the best and brightest are pulling any strings. But um, no, dude, I don't want humanity to collapse. I just see red flags left and right. I think that there's a part of the human experience that's always thinking that our generation will be the last, um, but I don't think that's been the case in the entirety of human existence. I think ours won't be the That's not what I think. But on the uh, flip side of that, I think it was Isaac Newton predicted the end of the world to be like 2068. But that's not what I'm saying. I feel like, um, you know, there maybe is an eagerness in some conspiracy circles to see this new earth coming into fruition. And they're looking for things that maybe aren't there because... Yeah, there's no doubt about that. That's definitely true. I mean, that's, it, that's one of the annoying things about Book of Bombings. You know, it's like people with the zombie apocalypse, whenever it was, like 10 years ago, it was super popular. Um, and they were, you know, greatly looking forward to this. Uh, maybe because they just didn't like society. Maybe because they were misfits in current society. And uh, they planned that, you know, in some sort of new society, things would be different. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I think in a lot of respects, being a misfit in society is probably a good thing. Why is that? Because society's fucked up. I don't think that's the case. I think humanity's greatest tool is cooperation and you should seek to cooperate with the most amount of people to have a joyful, fruitful life. I agree mostly, but I think you should seek to cooperate with the right people. The Who people are the right people values. in a morally ambiguous world. The people with your values. How do you know that your values are the right values? You don't, but why would you go off of anyone else's? Depends. There's a lot of ideas floating around. You got to try them all. You don't really know who's right or who's wrong, and there's really no point in... That's what your 20s are for. You know, shooting down. You got to try them all, and then you got to figure out what your values are, and then you got to live by those. Yeah, I mean, that could be true. Or you can just be... A nothing blob. You got to maintain an open mind towards these things. 
but mindedness can go too far. There should be a case study in that. I mean, yeah, I can. I agree with that. I think most people with a YouTube account should not be taken as gospel. Um, a lot of Team Carbon rhetoric being spouted. You on Team Carbon? <laughs> that means like in favor of burning up fossil fuels? Yeah, I've been hearing a lot of Team Carbon yeah, no, I'm on the alt-right. Team Carbon. I think you're just still working with these broad categorizations like alt-right and you're filtering things into that. Has it reached, Vilka, the pro-carbon argument or not yet? Dude, every argument you can imagine has reached Vilka. <laughs> I, I haven't heard it, but I guarantee someone says it. Like, mm. it's, it's just outrageous here. What's the best one you've gotten that you buy? And what's the best one you've gotten that you're like, this guy's off his rocker? So there was a dude who looked like an Anglo-Saxon depiction of Jesus and okay. basically seemed to do nothing but meditate, practice, and do sadhana of some kind. And I talked to him a few times outside this restaurant called UFO. And then he invited me to his place for a joint. And what he was saying was just absolutely outrageous, but he seemed at least sincere in believing it himself mm. that he had a past life where he was boys with Moses and started the modern day patriarchy the way it is now. And uh, yeah, I mean, pretty outrageous, but he seemed sincere. And uh, uh yeah, I'll leave it at that, I guess, because that's ambiguous. Was he seeking to bring down the modern-day patriarchy, or was he seeking to reinforce it? Not really either. I think he was like seeing that the future is not it, but... The future is female. That's what we've been saying. That's what you've been saying. But he was explaining, <laughs> he was explaining why he did that, and he said it was because of the shadow of Earth, that Earth is like generally thought of as just benign and good, only good, especially in like ayahuasca circles, but okay. that it has like a, a shadow side, like everything and everyone where it just wants to keep you in your biology and it just wants to like consume you into the web of biological life on earth. Did he so, have anything to say about the earth generally being thought of as like a female entity? Uh, I don't remember him saying anything about that, but I think he would have probably agreed. And he, he was saying that like the rationale of why he started the patriarchy was to like evolve a freedom and distance from that. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, you know, who knows if he's right or wrong, but I think patriarchy is probably very easy to track down the origins of you know, no, I, don't, very, I, don't think so. I think it probably goes back further than whatever you would track down. I was just going to say in a very small group of, uh, you know, in a very small tribal setting, the tallest, largest human is going to have the loudest voice. Um, and that tends to be the man because yeah. he's got to kill the buffalo or whatever, because otherwise nobody eats. Hmm, yeah, but I feel like it take it took different turns along the way. Like it's more than just 
the manifestations of that male, I guess, have changed a lot. I mean, yeah, everything's changed a lot, but we've also had, you know, great female leaders throughout history. True. Yeah. Although the power structure has been identical, so I don't even know if it's worth discussing patriarchies and matriarchy. It all seems kind of pointless. It's all, you know, a centralized form of whatever cooperation led by typically a male, but sometimes a woman. What are Usually. we, what's the, like, are we debating something right now? I'm a little high. No, I'm, I'm trying to define like what people consider to be the patriarchy. And I don't even think it has anything to do with, uh, you know, a male being in charge. I think it's just more of a centralized system of cooperation led by might. Mm, yeah. Where yeah, yeah. strength is the that's defining true. factor of who leads, but that strength could be exerted in different ways. And in some ways that could be exerted by a woman. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, but it definitely is changing. I think there's so much like unconscious body language and like changes in how you speak and all types of behavior that people are becoming more aware of. And what, what do you mean by that? Like we're becoming more aware of ourselves as animals. And, and that is becoming changing. aware of ourselves as animals. We can have a distance from the animal and be something else. And that is changing the way that humanity organizes itself. It could, yeah. Like, say there's a flow, say there's a Tao, like a, a natural flow to life that is in sync with everyone, and that if you can just be aware enough, you can live in that way, then perhaps the cooperation would happen without having to centralize that control and make it control in the way we know control. Yeah. Um, I feel like that is just religion you're describing. I think that's kind what of, fundamentally yeah. religion is. It's a doctrine that allows people to cooperate without knowing each other. Like off the bat, like we all agree that we are. But I'm not really talking about religion so much as spiritual truth. Isn't that just a form of religion? Mm, it could be, but there could be spiritual truth that exists that religions try to co-opt or take, but doesn't actually belong to any religion. How's that different? If people become aware of the spiritual truth rather than just following the religion, then they're going to behave differently. Yeah, but what is the spiritual truth? Maybe it's beyond words. Maybe it's what I'm saying, like the Tao, like a presence within which you just act totally naturally. Because I'm, I'm thinking of it as like a core set of tenets that you would you would follow and other people would follow and this would lead. So presumably this would be nonviolence and some sort of empathy. Could be that um, too. But these are just the core tenets of most religions mm -hmm. without getting into like later hierarchies and structures and yeah, but Things there's a difference between like naturally being inclined to follow tenants versus 
doing it because you must obey. How does natural inclination, where does that stem from? From your values, from your consciousness. From maybe deep meditation, deep introspection or reflection. Could be, yeah. But these are a lot of like the ways that someone would be a good representation of their religion. Like without thinking of the rigid power structures that have come to dominate organized religions because they've just grown to the point where those have become necessary. Mm -hmm. I think this is like how it begins. This is just how what begins like a new religion. Cause I don't think this is a religion. I think that's what's different is like, I'm saying meditation could be a way to become present and become conscious. And from that place you could act according to natural law, say there's natural law and we've just forgotten it. Um, so like there, that wouldn't be any one religion. There would still be different values and value conflicts, but they would be handled differently. I think that like, that's what the core of religion is. It's like a intangible, uh, you know, set of core beliefs. No, it's pretty tangible set of core beliefs. That like, oh, I have a soul. Other people have souls. We recognize that and seek not to harm each other. This is the basic foundation of all religion. Yeah, but religion also is a structure. This isn't a structure. It kind of is. It's a very base structure. Of people? How's it a structure? Because you're still, you still need like the empathy and the cooperation. Those are non-negotiables. Otherwise, you have none of it, right? Uh, You don't need cooperation necessarily. I mean, cooperation can be a goal, but not everyone's going to cooperate. Yeah, I mean, I think I was going at it from that angle that I was talking about earlier, which is if you want to accomplish anything as a society, you have to cooperate. And if you want to, you know, cooperate, you have to have a way to do it without first sitting down and discussing all your beliefs with each other, just, you know, to quicken it up. I think, I mean, there's all kinds of situations. Some people will cooperate with some people. Like if you want to cooperate with everyone. Like if you want a community to exist, right? You all have to agree on at least one base value. You all have to at least agree you're not going to kill each other. Yeah. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. That's it. You've just when I say, I mean, you can have. There's a gray space between cooperate and killing each other. I mean, if you want a, a community, is a set of humans cooperating, right? Coexisting. Coex. Yeah. Okay. Coexisting all independently of each other, without sharing. No, with some sharing, but not everyone on everyone. Some on some. But so you have to all agree on at least one value. You have to have one overarching shared value. I agree you can't. Yeah, you can't have people killing people. Yeah. What's your point, though? That's that's religion. That's religion? We've just founded our first religion. Don't kill people? Yeah. Okay. Or natural art. But either way, it's like a a meme that you have to imprint on everybody. You can frame it that way, but it's totally different from what religion has been operationally. But that's like... How religion is manifested in the modern day is not what religion is 
it pretty much is. I mean, your understanding of the word religion is based on religion in the modern day and in history. And if something is different from any of that, I don't think you can call it religion. What do you call it? A meme? You don't have to call it anything. We're just talking about how we see the, the world and how yeah. I see certain communities forming. Yeah, no, I think that's, I don't think we're, we're saying anything different. We're saying the same thing. But where are you going to be when World War Three comes? When World War Three comes, where am I? I'm going to be right here, man. <laughs> In the best place you can be, the U.S. of A. Front row seats. God's gift to humanity, the new Jerusalem or whatever, the promised land. If there ever was a promised land, it's America. I feel like being a first-generation American, you can lean into USA Pride a little more than I can. Not at all. If anything, I've seen the rest of the world. I know there's no such thing as inherent U.S. exceptionalism, but the geography is fantastic. It's very hard to argue that the geography is not fantastic. I think your name should be the king of reductionists. <laughs> okay. Geography, material resources, evolutionary biology. That's it. That's all you need. I think that, yeah, those are the base tools of why people behave the way they behave. And trying to put a narrative on top of that is uh, maybe naive. I don't have another word, but yeah, so I'll just go with naive. Would you describe yourself as an atheist? Um, no. Um, no, because an atheist has a concrete understanding that there is no God, right? I so guess. No. I've heard a lot of atheists say that it's really just not being willing to give any credence to a hypothesis that has no evidence. Uh, I think that's a cop-out, I think. Yeah, I think either way, I'm definitely not one. But no, I don't think I am either. I would not call myself an atheist. I'm generally pro-religion, as we've been talking here. I think it's one of humanity's greatest tools in building the societies that we currently have. Um, you know, I don't necessarily agree with most religions, I think that a lot of them have outlived their usefulness. I think it's a tool like a lot of other things, uh, whether it leads to any type of greater truth other than that, it's hard to say. Probably not the case. Oh, man. There are so many greater truths. Such as? Life and death are just two sides of the same coin. What does that mean? The barrier between the two is not what we think it is. Like as we're alive now, there is death and in death there's life. I don't know what that means. Hey man, that's why you got to do a lot more, not just any psychedelics, but mushrooms. I've done mushrooms. It doesn't lead me anywhere. You have done like, you never even did more than a couple of grams, right? I had fun tripping on the couch.
I don't know that, you know, encouraging people to do more psychedelics is going to unveil any type of greater truth about reality. It might, or it might not, but it can. I think you can interpret certain things in a lot of different ways. But, you know. Yeah, I mean, nothing means anything other than the meaning we give it. Right. But you got to work with that meaning as a human. But I don't even know if that's beneficial in any way. Right? What does everybody take away from, like, their psychedelic trips be kind to everybody else right we kind of we've gotten it it's been beaten to death at this point uh no i mean it's like you can know to be kind to everyone else but doesn't mean it's going to be easy for you it doesn't mean you're going to solve your issues like there's healing that a lot of people need maybe maybe there isn't maybe there is for some and not for others you know what I mean? Maybe the real healing is just getting over that stuff um, in whatever way and, and moving forward rather than sort of wallowing in it. Wallowing I think in like, what stuff? Just in general, like people really tend to wallow in their trauma. And I don't think that that is maybe the best way to, to go about going forward. I think like when you watch like a Netflix, whatever ayahuasca show, and they're all just in a circle crying. You know, you're just kind of going to be like, all right, man up. Like, we got shit to do. You can't just be be this. This is not something that works in reality. <laughs> well, yeah, that's why they're being that on a retreat, not in reality, not in their day job. And I think it, it does happen, wallowing in trauma, and isn't to be recommended. But at the same time, maybe more common is numbing your trauma and never feeling it, and it catches up with you. So you have to feel it. It's necessary. Yeah. I mean, it, that could be true for some people. I think being in the U.S. is kind of like being a numb brain. Like you can think things, you can have an intellectual conversation, but you can't feel. I think that your name should be the king of reductionists. <laughs> all the normies, all the Americans, all these people that, you know, can't tap some sort of primal ancient wisdom. Dude, Americans is offensive to those of us in South and Central America. So please abide by the Stanford list of banned words and don't say American. But I think that, you know, that's not the case for most people. I think most people, um, you know, have a whole spectrum of realities and they choose this one because it's comfortable. Um, you know, and it's really the best that humanity's done so far. Materially, for sure. Yep. Spiritually, for sure not. Maybe. But I don't know. You seem fine. You've always been my, my hope. Like when you were saying that the vaccines are probably fine. I was like, all right, he's smart. Maybe that's true. And uh, I'll keep hoping you're right. I was going to say, do you, do you doubt that now? I think we're seeing more and more evidence that they weren't, that they, they did harm. I think that any harm, I mean, we've talked about this already, so I don't want to harp on it, but I don't think there's, there's been any evidence that this was intentional harm. Yeah, I don't know. It could be unintentional. 
I think, but it's just like the, like the trans argument, like it's, you know, that guy is speculating about it and, and the mother weffers and they're trying to get you to, to disregard the truth. But really this is one person in a thousand and the media is blowing it up to seem like it's a real issue. Well, it's getting to be more and more with younger kids who are then absorbing that media. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's, uh, you know, it goes from 1% to 2%. Uh, that's like it the sounds like thing. it's pretty all over the place in like young kids now. Like if you are going to introduce, um, I mean, basically untested uh, medicine to a population of 350 million or whatever, you're going to have some weird things happen. And uh, are you talking about the vaccine now? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like, because, you know, like three people were always going to die. Three people will die if you give everybody, um, you know, a peanut, right? How many people just die of a peanut allergy? That doesn't mean that big peanut is trying to kill people. Yeah, I don't know, man. So just, I really don't, don't buy any of that sort of new world order sort of deal. Dude, that's the beauty of this podcast. One of us is going to be really wrong, or both of us. <laughs> well, I feel like we take opposite sides on most things. So I don't know how both of us could be wrong, unless I feel like we choose topics in which we will take opposite sides because that's more interesting. Yeah, that's that's also true. Because what else are we going to talk about? If we just keep agreeing on things, there is no conversation to be had, right? Yeah, but we're getting to an impasse because I'm thinking about things a lot more subjectively. And you don't speak subjective language, only objective. I don't know what that means. You want very material 3D reasons for everything. No, I want reasons that are that go beyond I feel like this will happen because you know yeah, that's, to nail it in, nothing's gonna happen in the next three months, like what you know the mother weffers are planning. I mean, I don't know. None of that. You gotta, you gotta feel it, man. That's what it's all about. It's a new era, a new age ruled by intuition. All right, but like when none of this happens, and we're right back here in the next year, you know, besides a couple of economic blips here and there, you gotta come to my side on some of these things. Which things? Um, you know, the NWO conspiracies. So, I mean, I'm not putting, I'm not saying anything's going to happen in the next few months. I'm just saying this is where it's headed. So I will bet you in multiple months, we see steps taken forward toward like new world order type stuff. The thing is that, um, you know, like conspiracy theorists just tend to rewrite their conspiracies as new information comes along. They just fold it in and just rewrite it to be like, yeah, see, Alex was right. But it's this is a broken clock situation. Like Alex throws a million things at the wall, and then wow, he he caught you know a pedophile in government, and now he's right. The government's run by pedophiles. That's not the case. Does he say that the government's run by pedophiles? 
But it's a pedophiles. They're demons, they're pedophiles. It's always something different. That's the point. It keeps changing. <laughs> it just keeps changing as like things happen. You go see, you see how I talked about this thing. But it's it's vague, it's more or less nonsense. I don't know. Everything's more or less nonsense. Um, but like the Cliff High video, he makes a concrete statement. He says that in the next couple of months, we're going to see blank things unfold. Mm, well, if you want to, if you want to stick it to me, you've got to like, we have to have a precise thing. So, you know, when, when there isn't a mass, whatever death Fauci killing in June, that's that he didn't predict that in that video. He said, we're going we're gonna to drag Fauci up the streets. We're going to kill all the doctors. He didn't say that. He said that was like a tangent in something else he was saying where he was like, who knows, maybe it'll be really intense and people will be dragging Fauci out into the streets. And he started talking in hyperbole. Mm. And then he was like, but that's not what I'm predicting necessarily. Mm. Necessarily. Excellent. Excellent hedge. Always a hedger. <laughs> a hedger at heart. A hedger at heart talks to a hater at heart. You know, I'll take it. With your headphones, that almost looked like a fedora for a second. That's pretty funny. My hat on here. Uh, what a disaster. Of? Life. I got a... So you're calling me the pessimist. No, I'm just looking at my life. It's a mess. Like you sign in, you go, oh, everything's a disaster. The world is ending. The new world order is coming. The great reset is coming. And then I am the token pessimist of the podcast. <sighs> it's not adding up, man. Okay. I'm the optimist. You're, you're an optimist. Yeah, the optimist of modern society. You're a Luddite, like Ted Kaczynski. <laughs> what is a Luddite? It's a person that fears technology. Don't wants to go back to a simpler time. Dude, guess what I just got? Guess what I'm actually about to unlock right now? You see? It's Whoa. A, right there. Hello. Yep. The ultimate tool Hello. of modernity. Of Western privilege. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about using it given how it was made. By thousands of tiny hands in a Chinese sweatshop. It's fucked up. But I really wanted to have maps. I'm about to take a trip to the jungle. And this woman I've been working with had one just sitting around. Oh, cool. Um, is this going to be the volcano hike or no, you already did that? We are skipping that because of this cleanse that I just fucked up. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go to the jungle and probably work briefly with medicine and then come down with Luis. We're planning a retreat February 8th and 9th, 7th and 8th. To like host one? To facilitate Luis giving one. Yeah. Uh, they're in Filca? Near, yeah. Cool. Yeah, it should you be have cool. people sign up for it? A few of Waiter's friends. That's it. That's cool. 
you excited? Will you be like the understudy? Yeah. I mean, I'm excited as long as I can get myself together and feel like I'm in a good place to be doing this. Mm. What else is on your mind? Not a lot. Mine's dead. All the brain cells died. From the cocktail of tobacco, coffee, and weed? Yeah, I guess so. Um, I feel like you would be more stimulated. You know, that rush of initial weed mixed with the underlying stimulants. Yeah, I think it's run its course. I'm not getting anything close to what I've gotten in the past from it. Uh, that's how I feel about weed too, honestly. It's I've gotten to a point where I've done... What are you doing? Is that me or you? That's you. What the hell? Where'd that come from? I don't know. Damn, that was crazy. That was my phone. Probably the CIA. I was trying to answer a... Uh, I'm trying to sell a couch on the marketplace. <laughs> Oh, nice. Just trying to answer a couch, um, you know, advert. Didn't quite work out. Hey, what's up with... uh, What's the the Kennedy angle in the video? He said that this all started to change when they killed Kennedy. I think he's saying that Kennedy was not doing the deep states bidding. And that after he got killed, the deep state took more control. But the mother wefers, right? Not the deep state. It's a global entity. Whatever it is, yeah. I'm not an expert on this dude. I'm not saying I agree with everything he said, but he has Has, hit some things, hit some nails on the head. Trying to keep track. So what are his like highlights? Like what? You know, like Alex Jones, easy. He caught the Republicans doing a sex orgy with an owl god. No, but Alex Jones has said a lot more than that. That's true. Um, The frog thing. The frog thing. I mean, he did call something like COVID. He said multiple times something like COVID. Maybe. I mean, I don't. uh, He's he's gotten a lot right. He misses. Uh, Cliff High definitely misses. But yeah, what are his like highlights? Like what has he really hit for you? Cliff. He's hit the way of the Dow. The way of the Dow. Like the the shaman thing that he was saying? No, dude, the way of the Dow. Dude, what does that mean? Elaborate. So cryptic, so cryptic all the time. No, nothing's coming to mind. (laughs) This might be time to reevaluate his influence. I mean, his influence was just accelerating me looking into things and seeing COVID wasn't a big deal and then realizing I needed to move. Mm. He hasn't had influence for a couple of years. Mm. 
because when you first approached me with the videos this was last week, you said something like this is. Yeah, he's one of my favorite conspiracy theorists. Yeah, so I figured he'd have some more. He talks out know. really esoteric, out there stuff. So like he hits on a less materialistic and more spiritual angle than Alex Jones saying mm. some similar things. But uh, yeah, he also will have like science videos and talk about things with electricity and magnetism. Yeah, it's. I think it's funny that um, maybe three years ago, maybe less, I was the one that was further on the conspiracy spectrum. Yeah, you were. You introduced me to the spectrum. And this this uh, shifted quite a bit over the last couple of years. Yeah, because you just stopped digging. I don't think that's it. I think I dug deep enough. It was all there, and then any more digging is it's just dirt. Hmm. You know, there are some real conspirators, some bunch of crazy, weird stuff that's happened. But then it's just, when they're talking about magicians, you know, Aleister Crowley and the British magicians, like this is all... Guys that couldn't get laid in the 50s. This has nothing to do with any type of global influence. Are you still talking about the Cliff High video? Yeah, he was talking about, um, like, I forget the term. Yeah, the hermetic magic. He's uh, saying, like, that they're intentionally that. giving you magic that doesn't work because they're missing a step that would make the magic work. But it's really nowhere close to that there's there's just no magic to be had there they're just trying to bang each other you don't believe in magic i don't believe in hermetic order of the golden dawn magic i don't believe in wicca i don't believe in scientology the way you enunciated scientology makes me think you do (laughs) no i definitely don't you know i believe in um you know the human spirit and it's oh, miraculous really? feats. You believe in the human spirit? And it's miraculous feats. Yeah, of course I do. I believe in uh, you know humanity's ability to adapt and overcome. But I don't believe in practical magic being orchestrated by witches. Mm, I do. Dude, I've seen it. Wicca? No, witches. Who are these witches? I was on an ayahuasca retreat with this woman who we were at a restaurant after the retreat. A dude, a, a server came over with the with his name tag on. It said like Nick. Who I don't remember what it said. And I don't remember what his name was, but she called him by his name. She was like, oh, hi, Javier. And he's like, how do you know my name? She just knew. I don't know, man. But uh, do you know who John Edwards ever was? You ever hear of John Edwards? Mm-mm. John Edwards was this guy. He had this show called Crossing Over on ABC, and every week he would show up and he would talk to people and he would essentially uh, communicate with the dead and then tell these people in the audience, like, uh, you know, John says hello. And then the person has to be like, oh my God, John. 
Anyway, long story short, eventually they discovered a bunch of microphones wired into his soundstage where he was eavesdropping on people. He had plants in the audience that would ask. So there are charlatans and frauds. Like, why does that matter? Um, I think that's what's going on in 100% of the cases. In the case of the like the woman who's next to me, you think she really like went up to that guy and learned his name and then said, hey, hey, come over and I'm going to say your name. And you, you'd be like, oh, how did you know my name? No, I don't know anything about what that woman did. I just think that there is probably a way to explain it away. Other than like, how would you explain it? You always think there's a way to explain it away. That's the problem. I think most things have been explained away. Pure rationality. Yeah. Is the way forward. It's what brought the enlightenment. Rational, partial understanding. Nope. That's what it means. Understanding. Like holistic? Yeah. No, but it's not holistic. Maybe. Uh, Man, it'll be an interesting few weeks. Why is that? The retreat? Yeah, and I think a lot is coming to a head with that. Relationships still been up and down. Oh, really? Yeah. What's going on there? Still an optimist there, but just, you know, the continued battle for dominance. Well, you've been in multiple long-term relationships. Yes. So you kind of have an idea how it's supposed to be going, right? Yeah. And you feel this is different or this is the same? It's a lot more intense. Do you prefer it? Mm, Yeah, because the upside is way more aligned with how I want life to unfold. Mm. Uh, She's not attached to anything that would be like problematic for me to have in our life. Mm -hmm. And I feel like she's... uh, super talented and inspiring and we could do a lot of good work together but it's super intense a lot of a lot of fighting mm. so much fight. yeah, you, more fighting in this than probably the whole time in any of the other relationships do you expect that to slow down kind of yeah do you I feel, feel like that like I feel like I was going to say. Do you, <laughs> <go ahead. laughs> say, do you feel like your fights are coming to resolutions, or they're just like fizzling out and then they're picking up again later? A bit of both. Like we've had moments of really good feeling resolution, and a lot of the fights have brought clarity, and I think we've grown as a result of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is similar themes that keep coming up over and over. Like, mm. I feel like we're both strong personalities who think a lot about like what we can create. And so we're both hesitant to like cede our own vision to the joint vision. Mm. It's possible. It seems like we're getting there, but that's uh, good. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's good. I think she's disappointed in me at the moment, which is fair. Because of what your prolonged drug use. Yeah. Yeah, why do you think you can't just like flip a switch and be like, I'm not going to smoke? I mean, I kind of did. I was good for 19 days. It's just the last three or four that I stepped back. 
and I had dreams that made it like abundantly clear I was on the right track post flipping the switch. But then why do you keep going back? I guess self-sabotage. I don't know. Can't accept the greatness of what life could be. So fuck it up. There you go. You got to start accepting the greatness of what life could be. Also, you know, just have some like self-belief that like you don't need it. That I don't need what? The oh. weed. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. The, the tobacco, whatever. Like you got to look at it externally. Like, are you the type of person that's going to let a substance define your day to day? No, you're not. No, not ultimately. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, dude. That's what it does. It's it's pretty dark to like see the addict's mind. You got to look at it from like a three-dimensional, you know, you got to step away from your body and be like, how would you feel about, like, if your friend was doing this, you'd be like, hey, come on, you know, stop doing it. <laughs> right? Yeah, no, I get that. <laughs> yeah. Ah, yeah, appreciate it. What else you got going on? I wrote a lot of a blog post, but I'm probably oh, not going to. Yeah, but I'm probably not going to post it. It's kind of crap. What's it about? Uh, it's about like a lot of it is about that dude I mentioned who said he started the patriarchy and had a former life. Oh yeah. Houses. So this is pretty recent. Uh, yeah, I started it like three, four days ago. Or, so you met no, the guy recently? Back. No, no, it was a while back, 2021. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I lost touch with him, but he was a really interesting guy. Very intelligent. Hmm. Yeah, I feel like most, um, most of these people are, you know? Most of what people? Most people that are into like conspiracies. Like, they're not low IQ by any means. It's just... I feel like a lot of them are. Like, the, the entire crowd, at least. But, like, I feel like they are clearly capable of storing and organizing a lot of information. It's just totally misguided. It's not totally misguided, though. There's, like, a... I still think there's a correct intuition behind the distrust of the systems as they are. And there's also, like, a like a tendency to infect peoples that, you know, think they have an in or like an edge on other people and what they know and they want to know something that other people don't know. Yeah, that's definitely a part of it. Um, I saw this really interesting video and it was called like the crunchy to alt-right pipeline. <laughs> And it was like how starting off um, as like sort of like a hippie and wanting like organic food inevitably, if you dig deep enough, just throws you into the alt-right um, because of the way that it kind of begins with like, um, let's just use nonstick pans as an example. This wasn't what the video said, but I'm just using it as an example. Like you find out that nonstick pans are making people sick 
and then it for some reason you make a leap where you're like it's intentional and then like oh don't trust the people that make nonstick pans they're regulated by the government don't trust the government don't trust anybody everything's a lie and boom you are at infowars everything is a lie i wouldn't say everything's a lie This is the glass I'm holding. That's the truth. Is it the ultimate truth? Yes. That's I am the relative truth. Holding a glass is the ultimate truth. The ultimate reality. truth is there's no you, there's no glass. There's just categorizations and labeling and patterning in the mind. How do you know that? Because I know what the mind is. Maybe not. It's a pretty bold proclamation. Some might say teetering on arrogance, claiming to know things that are unknowable. I know how the mind works. Maybe not. I know. Keep an open mind on these things. <laughs> eh, I mean, I have insight into layers of how the mind works. I can't say I know everything about it but I have a lot of insight into how it operates on various levels. What's that famous quote by that famous philosopher? Oh, that one? I don't know. You know the one? The more, like, the only thing I know is I know nothing? Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. But if you're going to say anything, you might as well operate on the relative basis of what you know. That you can't be confident about a lot of things that are not material, that are not empirical, rather. Mm. What about things that were correctly predicted in esoteric, less material ways, but that are now being backed up empirically? Like what? Meditation. In what sense? It was correctly predicted? I mean, it's said to benefit the mind and give insight in certain ways. And there's neuroscience to suggest that's true. But there's nothing controversial about that statement to begin with. I'm saying there was a time when I couldn't have said anything about meditation that's material, you know, but it still would have been true if I had been advocating that it's beneficial. Yeah, I agree with that. How's your relationship? It's great, man. Um, I was helping her move. She moved like down the street. Uh, we were just hanging out earlier, actually. We had dinner. So she's over there more now. Yeah, a little bit more. Um, probably see her Wednesday again, a couple times, three times a week, maybe. Honestly, it's more like your ideal setup, you know? We're near each other, but still far away. Mm. And I'm like, I got my plans on Monday, Tuesday. We'll see each other Wednesday. I got my plans on Thursday. We'll see each other Friday. Yeah, that sounds um, solid. But yeah, she's got, you know, she's very uh, driven. So, like, it's good. Like, she's not, like, hanging on me to give her things to do. She's always doing something. Mm, yeah. 
So yeah, I've, you know, I feel great about it. Sweet. Um, we actually just met with uh, my cousin. We had dinner with my cousin and his wife um, yesterday, last night, and uh, his wife's pregnant, so it's very exciting. Her cousin's wife? My cousin's wife. Oh, your cousin's wife. Oh, yeah, cool. is pregnant, so that was very exciting, like recently pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's been great, you know, just a lot of good family time, extended family time. Like everyone's getting along well. It's a good unit. Yeah, that's nice. So I'm just replying to some chats. Yeah, me too. It's nice, like, she's um, way more ordered than I am. Huh. Which uh, is typically the opposite, I think. Yeah. Um, But it's good for me because it gives me, like, much-needed structure. Mm. You know, where I've been with, like, more chaotic people, and that doesn't exactly help me achieve my goals if I have to be the structured one. Mm. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like, it, I think helps me improve myself in ways that I want to, like I've done Wim Hof for now, which is not a big deal, but uh, 21 of the last 22 days. That's sick. Yeah. Not that she's particularly encouraging Wim Hof, but it's just sort of like a, you know, value systems that we find um, appealing in each other is sort of adherence to the goals being set. That's great. That's pretty, yeah. Great sign. Yeah. You should do the cold exposure part of it too. Yeah, I think I'm going to. It's been an unseasonably warm winter. It's been almost 50 and rainy all of January. Mm-hmm. Like in the mid-40s and rainy. It's been really bizarre. But gray, no sunlight whatsoever. Damn. That's the uh, worst. So it's, yeah, it's not ideal at all. I'd rather have it be 20 and sunny than 40 and gray. But it's, you know, it's not from zero. Yeah, but I would want it to be cold. And I would want to do Wim Hof every day. But I, I've been doing the breathing, so I think that, you know, I might just 35 or 40 or whatever, it's still fine with short sleeves. Like, it'll still be mm. an interesting goal. I can't really bring myself to do the water stuff. Mm. You know, I just enjoy hot showers too much. I don't want to take – I've already taken so many other vices away. I can't take hot water away from myself. You could do Scottish showers. What are Scottish showers? It's like gold hot, piss. hot, but then you go cold at the end. Oh, I feel like that'd be not that difficult. Yeah, it's not so bad. And yeah, I think it's still you're heated up. Really? Yeah, you're heated up, and then it almost feels good. Yeah. Still, a lot kind of people of say like cold showers are more about overcoming the mental hurdle of doing something horrible first thing in the morning than they are about the actual cold exposure. Could be. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's probably equally both. Hmm. I don't know. But yeah, I'll probably do do some sitting outside and Wim Hof breathing. It's honestly not that difficult. Like I've done it in the past. I think I made it 12 minutes. 
in short sleeves and like snowy weather. So maybe low thirties. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't that difficult to be, to be frank. So yeah, now, you had to level up and do an ice bath. Yeah. Going into frozen lakes is totally something different. I don't Oof. want to do anything that's going to increase my risk of, uh, you know, being killed. Like some of the shit he does where he goes under the ice and like <laughs> can't get out and they have to dig them out and resuscitate them. I'm not doing that. I do want to go in this lake at the top of El Altar, the volcano here, where there's snow. Yeah, I wouldn't do that without like five people around me. <laughs> you know what I mean? The glory of doing it isn't worth the silliness of what other people will think if it goes wrong. How would it go wrong? You get hypothermia and die. Yeah, that would be epic. No, it wouldn't. It'd be like, whatever happened to that guy? Oh, jumped in frozen lake and killed himself. What an idiot. That would be the narrative. Eh, there are a lot lamer ways to go. Not a great way to go out. I would say it's above average way. Freezing in a lake, trying to do a stunt. It's not a stunt. I mean, I want to do a cold dive. There is a guy... Maybe two guys that died in the suburban retention basin because it rained. They tried to swim across it. They got pulled by the undertow and drowned. Mm-hmm. It's a stupid way to go out. Drinking and swimming in a retention basin in the suburbs. Yeah. It's pretty different. Anyway, yeah. I think it would be cool. And I don't think the risk of dying would be very high at all. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's all mind. I don't think that's true. All is heart mind. Yeah, I think it's all. It's mostly body, some mind. It's all heart mind. You know, the the breathing is most definitely body. It's not like the breathing. I mean, it's some mind, placebo. too. Mind, body, whatever. Mind, heart, body. It's all, it's all yeah. connected. Everything's everything. Words. Metaphysics. Consciousness. Reality. Yeah. Matrix. CIA. Kennedy. <laughs> New World Order. Klaus Schwab. I was pretty sure that Weira was in the CIA plan too. How overreaching do you think the CIA is? Hard to say. Just a bunch of dudes at desks trying to listen to what the Russians are doing. Just bugging Russian phone calls. There's not much going on there. How do you know? You could have known. You could have known. You should have known. That would have been cool. I think that um, you got to like, you got to spend a year working in a government agency. But you haven't. I definitely haven't. But I've got friends who've got friends. I know what's going on. You know what's going on. You got to think about the place where you used to work. 
that is the upper echelon of candidates. It's not maybe the top 1%, but it's the top 5% of candidates coming out of universities being funneled into this thing. Wait, what? Oh, yeah. In okay. terms of competence of humans, these are sure. some of the most competent humans on the planet. Mm-hmm. And the day-to-day, they're idiots. So they're competent, that, dumb. No, I'm just saying that's it. That's what humanity has to offer. This is it. These are the people doing these things. Ah. There are no masterminds. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe so no there is. masterminds. Well, you know, once the aliens reveal themselves, we can revisit. But until then, I think we're safe to operate under these assumptions. 2023 could be an interesting year. But most likely more of the same. All is change. The more, <laughs> I was going to say, the more things change, the more they stay the same. <laughs> and other cliched quotes. Ever heard of chat GPT? Uh, it does ring a bell, but no, what? It's a uh, writing AI. Oh, you give okay. it a sentence, it generates a paragraph. Um, it's doing some wondrous things in legal. It can now like generate like rental agreements and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, I did hear stuff about that. that's already very boilerplate. It has no issues with tearing right through. But you know, with a couple more improvements, it's going to have no problem writing uh, like fiction. It already writes like some basic fiction, but like all writing is algorithms, right? You're just kind of pulling things you've heard, you're reworking them in certain ways to fit certain scenarios. Sure. But yeah. Hmm. Why did I bring this up? I don't actually remember. I wouldn't say that's all writing though. I would say a lot of writing comes intuitively. I don't think that's true at all. Yeah, I know. No one's that it's ever not written before suddenly knocks it out of the park on their first go. No, that's happened. When? Life of Pi. That's his own little one hit wonder, but I think that was his first, like early. There was also a 16 year old girl who wrote a really popular book, but I can't remember what it was called. Let's see here. Oh, I got the book based on Life of Pi by Amartya, the Canadian author who wrote the Man Booker Prize winning novel. Early life. He was born in Spain. He went to university, Hispanic studies, while his father was working on a PhD. Uh, intellectual family. Undergraduate in philosophy. You're really going deep on Yann Martel. I'm just checking out his background. Either way, he's not, you know, just a homeless guy that came out with a book. What? Who said anything about a homeless guy? I'm just saying, like, you know, the wheels have been in motion for a while when you come out with a best-selling novel. Okay. You sat down one day and received divine inspiration. This isn't Muhammad in the cave. It's not so black and white. 
like the whole thing doesn't have to be divinely inspired. I'm just saying you can have an intuitive burst of some thought that doesn't come from any rationalizing process. Yeah, maybe. I don't know, man. All right, I think that, yeah, I think it's getting kind of late. And I will go to work in the AM. But it's all two hours. Yeah, what a barn burner. Closing thought. Two hours of inspecting a 45-minute video, for the most part. Yeah, so what I got from all that is you loved it. I loved it. It was an <laughs> awe-inspiring look at uh, totally wasted potential. The ramblings of a lunatic that could have maybe, you know, worked at Google or something in a different life. Yeah. Great, great one. Talk to you later. All right, man. Talk to you later.